0: A little
1: bit of residue Tuesday here on the show today. We'll pick up some of the sporting events from the weekend that was. Got a lot of Bears-Eagles talk. We'll bring up uh, Smoke and Joe. The passing of Smoke and Joe. Actually, when we bring up Smoke and Joe, there's one Smoke and Joe that is definitely gone. There's another Smoke and Joe that could be gone in the not-too-distant future. The Penn State controversy continues. Got lots to talk about. Big Dog and the coach at your service on Air Rainy. Windy, cold, but it's warm inside Tuesday here in the fine city of Chicago. Oh, big dog, I knew it was going to be a good day today when I got in my car and uh, right on Harlem Avenue, the first car I'm behind, has a bumper sticker that says, everything I need to know, I learned in prison. (laughs) Right off the bat, I kind of like that guy. Partly scared, partly kind of like him. How are you, Big Dog? Hopefully you stayed awake for that Bears game yesterday. Outstanding performance as the beloved Bear win, 30-24. How are you, my friend?
0: Uh, Doing absolutely phenomenal. And, yeah, I don't care if it's rainy, windy, any of that stuff. I didn't have any tour scheduled today anyway. So, yeah, it's just a good day to be alive if you're a Chicago Bear fan.
1: That was a a big win, and the best way I can describe it, and this doesn't happen often. We tend to be critical of our Chicago Bear team. They played... Like a professional football team, Big Dog, everything from play selection to performance to composure out there, best way I can describe it, they won and they played like a quality professional football team.
0: You're absolutely right. Like, you're, you're proud to be a Bear fan after that uh, the representation of how to play the game yesterday. They blocked and they tackled, that's really simple and, you know, it's like a basic analysis. But my goodness, they blocked everybody yesterday, whether it was pass or run game, and they they tackled really well. The defense could catch a ball every once in a while. Who knows how many interceptions they'd have? And even that was the only thing was I guess dropped passes, offense and defense. Other than that, they played their best football game of the season. Period, without a doubt. So mm-hmm. it was uh, a, a very nice performance. It also shows that if uh, you protect Jay Cutler a little bit, he'll distribute the football. Because some of those incompletions were totally on the on the wide receivers. What a, what a good game! You know, let, let's tip our hat to to Lovey Smith. Because you're exactly right, Coach. I, I didn't think of it, put it that way, but you put it perfectly. They played like a professional football team last night. Mm-hmm. Awfully good primetime performance.
1: Good to have Earl Bennett back. And Jay Cutler <laughs> is starting. I don't think it's just me, but he's starting to win me and other people over Big Dog. Not only with his performance, three good games in a row, because I wasn't sold on this guy. Performance-wise, the first two years, and attitude-wise, I thought he stunk. Not only is he performing better, but we are seeing the transformation of Jake Cutler. He is just looking more comfortable on the sidelines, having a little bit more fun, kidding with his teammates, uh, getting after his teammates and showing some leadership at particular times. I don't know if you saw the interview after the game, but uh, he actually, A, did an interview with whoever it was, Susie Colbert or whatever, and he was uh, you know, intelligent, he was likable, he said exactly the right things. The transformation of Jay Cutler, both on the field and off, is uh, is amazing to see. I thought he was outstanding last night.
0: And they also brought up a, a story that really ties into the fact of the transformation of Jay Cutler. Supposedly three weeks ago, he went into Mike Marks and said, put more blockers in the protect me, we need to run the football, I don't want to be flinging around every single play getting killed. I'm not going to survive. Mm-hmm. And, and, well, it's funny because I'm sure the people who listen to this program get sick of hearing that my analysis of the Bears game would basically sound like this. they got to start protecting the quarterback. I mean, how many weeks in a row do we say that?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, they had the last three weeks. And, you know, maybe he, you know, he did go in, hey, let's run the football. Let's have that as, uh, yep. you know, the first thing we're doing. And, and now last night, you know, before every single play, I always, just what you'll be, it's kind of, depending on what type of football fan you're on, but if the Bears are playing, I always just state the personnel that are on the field. Like, oh, I'll be like two tight ends and a fullback. You know, like I am
2: 22.
0: I'll just say that. The, and last night it was like they had two tight ends or, or a fullback and a tight end on the field at all times, coach, and they were still able to get the ball to wide receivers. You can You don't have to put five wide receivers on a football field to get a ball to a wide receiver. So, I was just really happy as a Bears fan to see Cutler have some time and, and have him look like a professional football team. It's pretty sad that that's the word, but it's true.
1: On the other hand, there weren't receivers wide open. Uh, when you only send three out, they're going to be covered. Jake Cutler, many times, by the way, off his back foot, just flinging it with a ridiculously strong arm, and he put the ball in, in just the perfect spot. Uh, you know, I guess down the road you could worry a little bit because if you don't. Those balls are going to be intercepted, but last night again, uh, you know, receivers covered, and he just threaded the needle and made some uh, tremendous passes. Many of them, by the way, on third down for clutch first downs.
0: Oh, yeah, the the third down. The thing about that, he was five of six, and the and the 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 sixth on on third down, and the conversion was a Devin Hester drop, the one that they didn't get. Yep, and they could easily like converted their first nine third down conversions, which is you know really amazing. Now I see what you are coming from, Coach, where. You know they're making sure they keep like everybody. They're making sure he's protected now instead of just flinging it all over the field. So you're, you're not going to have five in in routes. You're going to have four or three in routes, like you just said.
1: Which means they're going to be covered better.
0: Well, yeah, and which means out of 30 out of the 32 NFL defenses, you know that it's either or. You're, there's going to be give and take. You know, like you know what I'm saying. Most teams. Well, what would you rather have? Would you rather have Jay Cutler being able to? Take time, read those three receivers, step into a throw, and throw it into a small window. Or would you rather have more windows open? They're all a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. But he's getting chased by a 285-pound man who gets paid to, <laughs> to hit him. You know, so that's, that's the yeah. option. So I think I like the first one better. It seems like the results have been pretty good so far.
1: I think I would take the former as well. Great to have Earl Bennett back in the lineup. He definitely made a difference. In, uh and another thing about the Bears third down, and this is all part of what I talk about when we look like a professional football team, things we haven't done in the past. Third and seven, we threw for nine yards. Third and 13, and I kept telling the people I was watching the game with, throw it, I don't care if it's incomplete or complete, throw beyond the first down mark. Couple of third and 13, we threw for 15 yards. Little stuff like that, that the Patriots yeah. do, the Steelers do, the good teams do, the Bears haven't in the past. They're starting to do it, big dog. The tide has turned, maybe. Maybe Mike March is listening to our show. Who knows?
0: You, you know, uh, being afraid to turn the ball over by not throwing it pass the first down marker isn't a sign of a great defensive team. To me, that sounds like a defense that's trying to give the ball back to the other team. If you want to be a great defensive team, you must convert your third downs, no matter how far they are. I understand there like, there's certain situations, yes, you might want to just punt it and, and save the day. I understand that. But you know, throughout the course of a game, you need to be a team that attacks. That's how you become a, a great football team. And that's a real excellent point, Coach. And what I loved about it is every single time they converted one of those, you know, uh, luckily I was just watching the game last night with uh, with Cloudy and Brian. It didn't happen to be in like uh, Union Station, people in and out last night. It was kind of cool, so we were just mm-hmm. sitting there watching the game, really breaking it down. All those third down conversions that you're talking about. How about the receivers for the Bears coming back to the football? I'm so, uh, I'm so many of them. You know, when it's third and, and nine. You know, some, you know, you drive the guy off, and then you don't just wait for the ball to come get you. In the NFL, if that happens. Interceptions happen, and completions happen. You have to go back to the football and catch it. They did a lot of that yesterday, Coach. so that's also been a pet peeve of mine. The receivers played really well yesterday.
1: Bears fans, you want to. Check in, uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans, if you want to uh, vent a little bit. NFL football talk here early in the show, 888-463-6748. Big Dog will take your call. We'll break it down. Uh, he may not be nice to you, but you'll go away feeling better, uh whether you're hurt or whether you're happy, 888-463-6748. The phone number. I always enjoy your analysis of my analysis, Big Dog. And How was your analysis, by the
0: way? My, my analysis is this: is I know Eagle fans are going to say, "Man, the Bears got every call in that game," and and I'm going to say the Bears converted on every single close there, call that they got. They yeah. ended up converting on it. There wasn't that many,
1: unless I'm, I'm you know, I did get Not foggy sure. towards the end of the game. There wasn't that many critical referee calls.
0: The the hit on Cutler that they called the a personal foul on that, that was had, that, that was
1: tried. a big call,
0: yeah. Yeah, that would that was yep. that was definitely iffy. In the pass interference on Johnny Knox, that uh, Nandi block I got called for, I, I did think that was a little bit.
1: Was that the that. face guard?
0: Is that what they. That was the wow. actual call, what they called face I'm guard? Not sure. Think, yeah.
1: so, not sure. Not the best game, by the way. The best cornerback in all of football was not his mess game, Nandi He yeah,
0: Well, he's definitely not the best cornerback in all of football anymore, coach.
1: Oh, really? Because so, yeah, six, yeah. six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, prior to the start of the season, you were. Uh, Speaking unquestionably that this guy was the best cover guy in the game, but
0: uh. yeah, yeah, and he he definitely was. And then now the the Eagles continue to play like zones and stuff. They very rarely mm-hmm. have gone back to man. So it's basically like signing Barry Bonds, and you got those those unbelievable force that's really important in in your style of of game. And then you decide to bat him seven. Hey, let's go yeah. out get the best press cover corner in the in the game of football. Pay him a trillion dollars. Hey, and we're gonna play zone. Okay, so you just sit over there and you cover that part. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. So the Eagles, the dream team is great. They threw money at a bunch of people, and that's totally ill-conceived. And now look at them. They're out. There's no way this team's making the playoffs. They legitimately will have to win their last eight games of this season, coach. And I'm not saying they can't happen. But uh, listen, that, that team did not no. play like a team that can win eight in a row. No, 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 so, no, no, no,
1: no. Six and two, maybe. Six and two, uh-huh. might. it might
0: get them in. They
1: don't have to win their next Coach, eight. Let's, let's let's get real.
0: In the in the NFC East, they're not passing the, the Giants. They're three games behind them. Okay, so if you think about the wild cards right now in the, in the NFL, mm-hmm. if they're going to have to go eleven and five, so the what Bears are, are going to win a games. The you're Bears talking about the wild card
1: least... teams, or you're talking about the Bears, or an Atlanta Falcon, or New Orleans Saints. You think the Bears? are
0: could... going to win at least ten football games. Uh, this what
1: year, uh, yeah. says who? Me. Well, I don't think that's an win automatic. Win our record right now is five and three. It's not seven and one. And the Bears
0: really soft for the next six games. The Bears should yeah. win at least five of them. Yeah,
1: famous are last story. Soft? Famous and last. Oh yeah, we're coming to the soft part of their schedule. Five weeks later, boy, we thought that was the a soft part you, of our dude. schedule. Who would have thunk we were going to go one and four?
0: It's are you the... to tell me the Eagles are going to get into the playoffs at ten and six?
1: No, I'm going to tell you they it's could get fast. in at nine and seven.
0: No way, no. If they go
1: six and two the rest of the way, their record would be nine and seven, correct?
0: Yeah, there is no way nine and seven gets you into the I, playoffs I, in the year two thousand and eleven. No way. I think no there's
1: way. a way. Again, who are the teams you were talking? The Bears or the New Orleans Saints, right?
0: You still have you still have Detroit that's five and three. The Bears are five and three. Okay, so there's the
1: three wild cards are going to come from Bears, Detroit, Atlanta, New Orleans loser. Okay, those are your three teams: the
0: Saints, the Buccaneers, and the Falcons.
1: Nah, forget okay. about the Buccaneers. So, so they're
0: five and three, right? What's that? They're five and three, right?
1: Yeah. No, they're four so, and four. So Who? Is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay four Tampa Bay is oh, yeah, not five
0: and three. Okay. Well, that's why I asked you. You said yes. Yeah, so no, no, no. no, no it,
1: it the, okay. You got the Giants at six and two. Dallas at four and four. Yeah. You got Green Bay at eight and zero. Oh, Detroit right. at six and two. Chicago at five and three. So you got Detroit and the Bears are wild card contenders. Yes. You got the New Orleans Atlanta loser. That's three. Right, and then uh, you and go to the NFC. S- well, no, you got the NFC South. Who? You've got New Orleans. who are six and three. I, I just said division. the New Orleans Atlanta loser, second place there. T- and then Tampa Bay is still uh, in what's five, Tampa four and, four, and four? four. They're four and four. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. So think about a big dog. your wild card. Unless Dallas or Tampa Bay really gets hot, we're talking two. Of the three between, all they gotta beat out is two of the three between Detroit, the Bears, and the Atlanta, New Orleans losers. So Philadelphia, if they go six and two, that's a big if. At nine and seven, I'm not saying automatically they'd be in. I think there's a chance at nine and seven, the Bears could easily finish nine and seven.
2: There's no,
0: no, well, if the Bears are nine and seven, the Eagles needed to go ten and six because the Bears own the tiebreaker.
2: Unless it's it's a three-way
0: attempt. The Bears are going to win 10 games. The Eagles will have to win 11 in order to beat the Bears. I completely disagree. So that. my point is, like, when the Eagles are playing anybody in the NFC, yeah. I'm rooting for the Eagles the rest of the way. Right. Well, and they're not... ten, ten and six coaches not making the playoffs. Yes, it is. I mean, I mean, no.
2: Yes, it is.
0: You, you, you you know, did
1: the, at... Eagles, the Eagles got some stiffs in the back half, though. I mean, yeah, they they, they, they they've part. got the Cardinals, just, they got the Seahawks, they got the Dolphins. I'm just saying they don't the have to go eight. No, is ridiculous. If they go six they and two, no. if they go six and two, they still got a shot. Six and two not easy now, but if they okay, can pull they off six, six of their next, two, huh?
0: If they go nine and seven, you're assuming that the Bears now win eight and eight. Okay, that means the the Bears win three and five in the second half, the easiest part of the schedule, and the Detroit Lions, which are six and two, where do they go? Like Coach, there's no way they have to win every game in order to. All right.
1: We will will agree to disagree on that. Either way, the Eagles got to get hot and win some games. You just think they got to win a few more than I do. Cinemax Cindy, by the way, emailing in. She says she doesn't care about your analysis. She wants to know about your your analysis.
0: That's disgusting, Coach. I don't know. That's Uh, Cinemax Cindy. It went fine. It went fine? Turned out I was pregnant.
1: Yeah. Okay. You got the full charts back? Is it going to be. Will the charts and stats be up on our website anytime soon?
0: I just hope it's a a, a masculine, son.
1: (laughs) Still got the X chromosome working, I hope?
0: I think I do somewhere. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm a big fan. God bless you.
1: By the way, on our Facebook page today, we put, uh, in addition to Bears Eagle Talk, Smoke and Joe. Smoke and Joe. And we kind of put a little note in there. um, You know, one Smoke and Joe has definitely gone, and the other smoking Joe could be gone in the not-too-distant future, alluding to, of course, great boxer Joe uh, Frazier passing away at the age of 67. Very sad, Big dog. And they announced it during the game because he was a Philadelphia-born
0: kid, correct? Yeah, he was uh, a, a Philadelphian. What do they call somebody from Philadelphia besides a, a stooge?
1: Take it easy. Take it easy. Passed away at the age of sixty-seven, so liver cancer. Smoking Joe Frazier. Are you young enough to remember? How old were you when the uh, the Thrilla in Manila, the great battles between Muhammad Ali and and Smoking well,
0: Joe? I was born in seventy-two, and their great fight in Madison Square Garden was seventy-one when ah. uh, when Smoking Joe Frazier was the the champion of the world because they had taken it away from Muhammad Ali. So yep. Muhammad Ali fought him, and then. Uh, Smoke and Joe Frazier won, and then the next two fights. The last one was in '75. Is that right, Coach? I can't just remember, remember the years.
1: Adele? I cannot remember but the
0: years. I'm pretty sure. So they fought, they fought like in '71, '73, and '75. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the and first the one, the,
1: the first one, the hype was un- Now, you were just a, uh, you might have been a seedling boy. at that point.
2: Yeah. You might have been,
1: you might have been, I don't know what reception you got inside the uterus, but, uh, you might have been, you know, a seedling growing up on that a little bit, but the, 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 the the hype for that one, big dog. I, I'm trying to liken it to anything in modern sports today, and, and I can't think of it. But I remember I was a grade school kid, and it was like it was the biggest thing—the hype, the anticipation—and one of those big fights or sporting events that actually lived up to the hype. It was a great fight.
0: No, uh, it is. I've, I've heard this from a hundred different people that said that was the most hype fight ever.
2: I mean, oh, absolutely.
0: I've never heard anybody, I've heard other people say that about other fights, but not with the enormity of that. And if you consider the fact that you had a guy, a draft dodger, stripped away of his championship, now he's got a chance to fight and get his championship back. And still
1: undefeated, by the way. He had never lost at that point.
0: I mean, yeah, and Smokin' Joe Frazier was undefeated at that point.
2: Uh,
1: uh, I think so. It was close. And the opposite styles of personalities that they had. And then you, the opposite styles of actual boxing. You had the, you know, the brute street force puncher and Joe Frazier and you had the pretty guy, the dancer, the, you know, the athletic Cassius Clay slash Muhammad Ali. So it was such a con, you know what the I best comparison, them. the best comparison I can come up with is the first Super Bowl. Because it was two entities that had never played and, and they were matched up. I'm thinking of the hype for that very first Super Bowl just because of the contrast of styles of Ali and Frazier. That maybe comes the closest to that I can think to a uh, matching the Frazier Ali fight.
0: Really? Wow. I've never, I haven't heard of that one
1: before. I hadn't either. I just thought of it. It's not, <laughs> it's not bad off the top of the cup. Now the other smoking Joe, we don't want to hype on it too long, but uh, the other smoking Joe, of course, that could be gone is the whole Penn State thing. Big though. We said yesterday was tip of the iceberg and I think, uh, As the news reports to come out, it's proving to be true.
0: Yeah, that that really hasn't too much more hasn't come out. But uh, actually, listening to the prosecutors in Pennsylvania, I really liked the tone of what they were of how how they went about it. I really appreciate. I watched the the press conference, and uh, it was some pretty powerful stuff. And basically, they they straight out said, they're like, if you know about this stuff, you have to come forward or you'll be legally responsible. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's totally true. You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I was like, you know, if you were to commit murder, I probably wouldn't even go to the police about it. But if you did this, I was like, I would drag you there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah.
1: 888 if you want to comment on either of the uh, spoken Joe stories. Joe Paterno so far uh, remaining above the fray, you hope. That his great image and great career does not get tarnished, but it looks like at the very least it's going to be tarnished a little bit. And speaking of smoking guns, a Herman Kane had one come out yesterday too. The fourth, the fourth person to allege sexual harassment, big dog. And this one actually appeared on screen. So we actually have a face and a story behind it.
0: I don't know if you saw yeah, it. Or not. Yeah, no, well, come on, the the, the Bears. Right, I, I we we I changed the channel, saw, her, and we went back. Did to you Did watch you read her
1: back. description of what Herman theoretically did?
0: I I heard her say it. Okay. That was, we we got we got the gist of it. Basically, mm-hmm. her her little statement.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and, little, and, you know,
1: I, and I want to get to our Bears uh, outside of here and talk Bears Eagles mostly today, but let me just make. Real quick, the comment, because I've heard other people uh, say, well, ah, it happens all the time with power." You know, Bill Clinton, look at John F. Kennedy. Different. Different. Make sure. Big difference. Sexual escapades are one thing big. To- the big difference is, was it mutual? You know, if you want to be fooling around with the wife and on the side, that's not good. But if the person you're fooling around with is in agreement and it is not forced upon Totally different when it's a situation where you are aggressively forcing yourself into a situation where the female does not want to be. That's a different situation. So don't compare what Bill Clinton did to the alleged stuff that Herman Rodriguez Kane did.
0: Oh, Rodriguez thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, you know, he definitely should use that more often. That could help get him some votes. Thank you very much.
1: All right, let's get back to Bear Eagle Talk here. Again, our phone number, 888-463-6748, 30-24, all accolades for the Chicago Bears. I haven't brought up my uh, negative theory on the Eagles. I thought they made a critical mistake. But right now, let's welcome in our NFL outsider, our Chicago Bears outsider. Other shows have insiders, folks. He is our outsider, but he's a beloved Chicago Bear fan, as passionate as they come. It's Pinkskin Boy checking in on line nine. Pinkskin, say hi to Big Dog.
0: Big Dog, Coach, Bears win Monday night.
1: Bears.
0: Bears, Bears. wow. And to all those Tribune writers except for one guy. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> that was beautiful. You know, I, I really did like the Bears in this game. I, I They, for some reason, own Michael Vick. I don't know what it is, but they own Michael Vick. Well, they've won four in a row of the Eagles. Now, three of those, by the quirk of the NFL scheduling, Joel, if you remember, were all in Chicago. Um, yeah, and this is yeah. the first time they played the Eagles. You know, the, 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 the same thing happened with the Saints. It just seemed like every time they played the Saints and the Eagles, it was always at home. And they beat them. Now, they lost to the Saints, but, um, you know, one of the significant things, despite the fact that I think they're 2 and 16 in the last. Um, Monday road games, Monday night road games for the Bears, not a good thing in the past. No, which makes no. that win, I mean, horrible. I, I mean, not just losing, but losing oh, horribly. Some of the turn most embarrassing
1: games we've ever seen.
0: Yeah, without we'll it out. off at halftime. You know, let's let's get on criminal minds. Yeah. criminal at halftime.
1: See if you're with me on this theory here, and both me and David Olson came to it from. Um, you know, we had not talked before. We both came up with the, the primary thing here, and we uh, agreed in beautiful symbiosis. It really was a almost a romantic moment right before the show. As both me and David agreed so much, I wanted to give him a big hug. And then I remembered the thought of Jerry Sandusky, and I said, "Hey, people could be watching." But Big Dog Pigskin, yeah. here's the big mistake the Philadelphia Eagles are making. And I'm going to compare it. Big Dog, we talked about Northwestern, my favorite team. Dan Persha, their quarterback. Early in the season, not wanting to run the ball. Dan Persia as a drop back quarterback with no threat of the run? Eh, average. Same thing with the Philadelphia Eagles and Michael Vick. They're, they're, they got the wrong approach. They're sitting, and don't tell me the Bears have this great game plan to keep him in the pocket. No. He's I'm not looking, looking
0: to run. What's that? I thought the Bears did a great job of their rotation. Uh, I thought
1: the Bears the Bears' defense was great. Their pressure was great. All that was great, but, but Michael Vick is not looking to run enough either, in his own creation or by design. They got to open up lanes. David Olson was exactly right. And their the Lashawn McCoy and their blocking schemes. You got if Michael Vick is just a drop back guy, the Eagles are going nowhere. He needs to be a threat to pass, but also to run. That's what keeps the defense off balance.
0: No, no, you're right about that, because how often did you see a fake to McCoy and then a bootleg with Michael Vig after it? I mean, that's, if you've got a guy like McCoy who can really, really run downhill on you, you know, fake off of it. You're you're right about that, Coach. I don't think they had one bootleg play with uh with or, Michael Vig. Or
1: drop back, look for the pass. If it's not there, boom, take off, go. Dan Persia, finally. Maybe his ankle was feeling better. Finally did that for Northwestern this week. He became a running quarterback and, uh, refresh me again. How'd they do against Nebraska at Nebraska? Uh,
0: they have a winning record yeah. in Nebraska. Would you, time
1: Pigskin, time. would you agree Michael Vick needs to, uh, by design or by his own creation, he needs to tuck it and run more?
0: Uh, no. Not when you pay a guy franchise money. Yeah. And count on him being your starting quarterback for the next five to six what is, years. What is, he's too small and too light. If he runs twice a game, that's two times too many. He will be put in half, coach. Uh, he's pretty tough guy. I don't know how small he never, is. Never run. Never run. If so, he runs, I take him out of the game and fine him.
1: So if you were if, if you were big the big coach nothing. of Michael Vick, you're going to put him back in the drop in the in the pocket and let him drop back and pass
0: because yes, I just gave him $100 million for five years.
1: Yeah, paying him $100 million so he can win us games. And because he is a unique talent, part of those unique talents is he can go and scramble and run, keeps the defense guessing, keeps him all balanced. Pigskin, if you were a coach of my Eagles team, I'd fire your ass probably within a first year.
0: Well, if you're going to take your franchise quarterback and you want him to be your franchise <laughs> quarterback for two games, I'd tell him to run. If you want him for more than two games, I'd find him if he ever ran. He's, you know, no, this coach, he's, he's, he's 5'10", <laughs> 150 pounds. What? Don't throw a guy that small in the NFL to run.
1: He's not that
0: light. He's, he's, not, he's not that small. No.
1: He's a he's strong good. dude. But the,
0: the thing is, with, with well, Michael, you know if what? Michael Vick is your quarterback, he's stronger. Well, there's anyway. no question about that, but if Michael Vick is your quarterback, you have to let him run the football, and You know, in the NFL nowadays, quarterbacks can slide and he can run out of bounds, and there's no reason. I mean, he aver- his he averages eight yards a carry. They need to take advantage of that a few more times. I, I, I'm going to have to agree with Coach. Not a, he doesn't need to run as much as you're suggesting, Coach, but there are times where he it's, could have ran for like five or six yards and got out of bounds and really burned the Bears, and he never did it yesterday.
2: It's the threat. It
1: needs to be there. It's the threat. That's what keeps the defense. I always like to look at things from the other perspective. If I'm playing defense, boy, am I relieved if their game plan does not have Michael Vick running. He stays in the pocket, I got a shot of winning. Boy. If he starts too...
0: He fumbles though too, Coach, don't forget. I wasn't too worried. I was hoping that somebody would come flying up behind him, get a big hit on him. And and by the way, they did hit Vick really, really hard a few yep. times yesterday. Oh
1: yeah. Oh They're yeah. Pigskin, I think one thing we can agree on is our bare defense, not just one guy but a whole bunch of them, team depth from cornerbacks right up to the D-line uh, played an outstanding game. And like Big Dog said, put some big hits on.
2: Uh,
0: both, both lines, um, Coach, have played better and better and better. Um, Cutler has been sacked three times in three games. Wow. He had eight sacks coming into three weeks ago. And three sacks in three games is remarkable for a guy who's been sacked what, twice as much as any NFL quarterback in the last three years. Um, It's just, I think that the offensive line is remarkable. Um, And also, you're not, you know, we talked about this earlier, John. Matt Forte, um, you saw the two, I think probably two best halfbacks in the NFL. Yep. And McCoy and Matt Forte, right now, I think Forte is the best back in the NFL. I agree. Yeah. I agree,
1: and people are overrating. I'm hearing some of the, you know, people on the talk show. that ah, bad game for Forte. A couple of fumbles. Hey, he fumbled twice. He did not have a bad yeah. game. He ran extremely well once again.
0: 347 carries without a fumble, going back to October of 2010. 347 carries without a fumble. He finally fumbles twice. Big deal. <clears throat> His, his second fumble was inexcusable, and, and he, even he would say that. His first fumble was an unbelievable adjustment catching the ball with his hands, and as he's putting it away, it got ripped out. I mean, that that's one of those things where you can say, you know what? It's the NFL, and sometimes you play against great players, and that was that was a phenomenal play by role. Now you brought well, up Lance Lewis. You could say t- he had. No, that's, what Till- that's what Tillman does, Joel. That was a Tillman thing. Straight you know, the ball. Play with your hands. You got to play with your hands and attack the football. That's the new style. This football 2011 style, right there, big That's I mean, that's how like you have to teach youth football. Like, you know, so many times when you're you're growing up, you teach kids. You know, you, you you tackle the guy. No, no, you play the football nowadays. That was just a remarkable play. Well, I've right, we talked what? about Matt Forte for the last two years, and the only thing you worried about is he bubbled twice last night. You're not paying attention. Yep. End
2: <laughs> of
1: and he he's turning what what great running backs do. He's turning, you know, 1-yard runs into 5-yard runs. 5-yard runs with uh, he's making moves, making people miss turning him into 9-yard runs. He's just been outstanding, a pleasure to watch. Hey, coaching decision for you guys. Now, we all agree the offensive line is finally in sync, playing much much better. You know what question I'm about to ask you? Lance Lewis, pass blocking, yeah, okay, run blocking? He's starting to pancake people, push people, destroy people. Great to see. Gave Karini your first-round draft pick, and your starter at the beginning of the season, healthy. Let's just say he's healthy and ready to go Sunday. Pigskin and Big Dog, you're the coach. Do you disrupt a group that's working and put Karini back in, or do you tell Karini, hey, wait a little bit. Our line's doing pretty good. What do you do?
0: Uh, I, I tell Lance Lewis right now that uh you know what, you're the starter and we'll see how long this is gonna continue because if he keeps playing like that, oh my goodness. We have to admit Lance Lewis was horrible against Detroit. Yep. He got his butt handed to him. Totally different style again, they kept passing way too much. So maybe we'll we'll go run downhill on the Lions and uh, but I don't like to starts as yet, coach.
1: Thanks, Ken.
0: Well, I, I definitely wouldn't change the cohesive offensive line but you know, you guys got to remember, this is the NFL, and a lineman can go down on any play. Yep. So it's not like you're telling Gabe Kareme, you know what, you're done for the next four weeks. I mean, he could be on the second play from a scrimmage against the Lions next week when one of the linemen gets, you know, falls over somebody and twists his knee. Yeah, so, and then Lewis would move he, to that position, and Kareme would go to right tackle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. The so that's not like, what would happen
1: there oh, yeah. well, there's no question. I mean, you know, if Karini doesn't start, it's great to have the depth. It's just interesting because a lot of people are of the philosophy, and it comes up with quarterbacks a lot. Well, you know, starter can't lose his job. If he's healthy, you bring him back in. I agree with both of you guys. If I'm coaching, I love the way you described it, Big Dog. You tell Kareemie, hey, get your chance. Right now, Lewis is playing great. Things are working good. We'll see how long it lasts, but we're not going to change success right now. I think that's the right approach.
0: It definitely should. And that guy played like he was trying to save his job
2: yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, Lance Lewis was, the, I thought, the best out of everybody on the offensive line yesterday. And he was going up against Trent Cole, who's pretty good.
2: Well, for how
1: many years, Big Doug, have we been talking about, uh, you know, the offensive line on running plays? You know, don't just stand up and, and meet and greet. Push him back. It's not rocket science, you know, on a running play, offensive lineman, you know when the snap kind of fire off and push the guy backwards we never used to do that lance lewis was doing that yesterday and right as the whistle was about to blow the end of the play he would give the guy another shove and pancake him right into the ground it was a beautiful thing to see
0: yeah yeah thanks and what i liked is this. you he got lewis on the right tackle they kept he was getting pushed getting a lot of pushed on the field and they would pull chris williams from the left side yep. as the guard he you know obviously He shouldn't have been taken as a tackle, you know, uh, in the first round and all that. Maybe he should, but as a pulling guard, he is really, really good. Overpaid, but an excellent guy. Is he hitting anybody, though? Yeah, he does, Coach. He He does?
2: Okay.
0: He, he, He actually made a block yesterday where he didn't even get a big hit on him, but he was able to, like, stop adjusting and like pushed a guy in the shoulder, okay. and Forte broke off of it and ran. It was a 25-yard so, run. It was gorgeous. He is not now, getting
1: what I call Noah Jackson disease. No, he's
0: not. Okay. He's, but he, <laughs> uh, he's an excellent pulling guard.
1: Okay. You remember Noah, a pigskin boy who made All-Pro like three or four years in a row, and they would show replays of big number 79, Noah Jackson, pulling out in front of Walter Payton. He looked so big, and he looked so good, and then you watch Walter make his move. But if you watch Noah... The three-time Consensus All-Pro, he never hit anybody. He was a big body in front of Walter, never hit anybody, and he made an All-Pro three times in
0: a row. Uh, number 65, Noah Jackson. Um, one of these days i got to tell you guys a story <laughs> about a bathroom, a toilet, and Noah Jackson
1: <laughs> oh boy.
0: throwing up and five friends getting him out Took five of us getting him outside into a car. But that's the story for another day. Hey uh, coach, when you said coaching decisions, when I when we used to when I used to coach football, we used to practice the fake punt every single day in practice yep. and it worked every single time. And because of it, we always said, Oh, this will work in the game for sure. And what you see in a lot of games from high school to pros is when it, it works all week in practice and inevitably not all the time. <laughs> the, the punter always short arms the pass in the game, <laughs> and that I think turned the game around. And I, I just I saw this I think a couple times this year, where the, it was a great play. The guy's wide open, but all of a sudden the punter who did this flawlessly in practice for four or five days. Uh, it's a little different when 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 people are coming towards you with different colored jerseys.
1: Well, I'll tell you what though, the kid was wide open. It was a mistake Funny. by the Bears special teams. It
0: and it, That's got to be corrected. Yes. That was yes.
1: Yeah, because I mean, other teams will do that, and, and uh, you know they won't short arm it. That, you're right, skin That could have been a big turning point of the game. It was one of a few plays the Eagles could have made. They didn't, and that's why right now they're three and five.
2: Well, that, you
0: that, know, hey Joel, do you think Andy Reid has reached the, you know, they say that after nine years of an, in any sport that it's time to go. Given that nine years and the fact that there are three and five, do you think he's, I mean, is he that set in Philadelphia to think, you know what, time to go, let's try something else? I've got to tell you something. What are the chances that they would replace Andy Reid with a coach that's better than Andy Reid? That's the only way I can answer that uh, Pigskin Yeah,
1: but Pigskin's point is that sometimes you do reach a point where the players, you just need, you need a change sometimes. He's not, I don't think he's criticizing Andy Reid as a great no, coach. It's more just that maybe it's time for a change.
0: I, I just wouldn't do it. I, I let that, if he feels like coaching, I just can't, if, unless they can get, if Bill Cowher decides to be the coach of the, the Philadelphia Eagles, I, Jeffrey Lurie, I might pull the trigger, but I, I, I would not, I would let him work, play out his contract.
1: They actually uh, asked Andy Reid that question. I believe his quote was, so little time and so many restaurants I still haven't visited yet. So he figured about three or four more years <laughs> so he could cover the whole Philadelphia area.
0: Right. There's a lot of good cheesesteak. In
1: that place. <laughs> hey, uh, pigskin, pick play selection. We talked, uh, we opened up the show. Kind of our theme was that the Bears not only won, they looked like a professional football team. Well coached. You know, we don't say that often, but they look like a quality professional football team. I thought the play selection, mixing up the inside run, the outside run, short pass, they went deep, the middle range. I thought the play selection was excellent last night. Your thought? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was, it, you know, it was kinda like last year guys. Remember what happened after the bye week? Everything changed. Um the 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 protection changed. The the, the you know the you got rid of the what the twenty five step drop
2: <laughs> and um,
0: whatever it was last year. You know what? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, take a twenty five step drop. You'll have plenty of time, don't worry about it. Um and you know, for some reason, he he seems to play a lot better when Earl Bennett's on the field. I know Earl Bennett didn't catch a lot of balls, but he seems to play a lot better when his old buddy from Vanderbilt's there. Yeah, he, he had five catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. But every one of the Earl Bennett catches was a huge play at that point in the game, like a third down catch, and it was parts of the field that were it was critical in order for the Bears to convert. So, yeah, Earl Bennett was a, that was it was awfully good to have him back in the lineup yesterday. Well, he's a big wide receiver that plays big. You know, mm-hmm. this is kind of why they got Roy Williams, you know, a big wide receiver that go up and get the ball. But Roy Williams hasn't gotten the ball since Detroit. And Earl Bennett's a big wide receiver that go up and catch the ball. And then his touchdown was, you know, the perfect example. All and right. Have
1: a... Pigskin, any other uh, news and notes, thoughts on the game? Big win for the Bears, 30-24. to Five and three, already getting excited about a national telecast. Three fifteen, taken on the Detroit Lions. But uh, any other news and notes from the game? Uh, the very satisfying, at least for the Bears fans, games last last night.
0: Uh, winning on the road on Monday night was remarkable. Um, you know, two two remarkable things happened this weekend. Northwestern, as you guys were talking about, winning at Lincoln. <laughs> wow, was nominal. I watched the replay on the BTN because it was their fan game of the week. I still can't figure out how in the world one of the worst defensive teams in the country, <laughs> those in the Lincoln, Nebraska, who hasn't lost to a Big Ten team since um, Buckus was a baby, <laughs> and not and beats beats Nebraska in Lincoln shuts them down defensively, and then the Bears won a night game on Monday night on the road. (laughs) Remarkable. And a huge game next week against the Lions with I mean a lot of momentum guys. they won three in a row. They're playing the best football I have all year. They're not really all that banged up. You know, when you look at the energy report in the NFL every Tuesday, look around at the players out for the year, out for eight weeks, yada, yada, yada. Dallas Clark's done. The Bears are in remarkably good physical shape. That's a
1: good point. And,
0: and that's, that's a huge deal. It's a good it's point. It's a huge deal. Yep. It's a huge deal, and you're, you're exactly right. And to keep that going, the Bears' most important player, Matt Forte, has to be they have to figure out how to get Marion Barber more touches and the ball distributed to other people in the passing game more than Matt Forte. So he's nice and fresh in, uh, when we're talking week 17 in the NFL. That, that I think that's important for the Bears.
1: Yeah, they got Barber, and I thought they played they him did. pretty, pretty well. Nice that was little. Another thing I like. Nice little one-two punch. Now you can rest Forte. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in short-yarded situations, they play Marion Barber. They got that working uh, very, very well. Pigskin, great stuff. Any chance uh, you'll be wandering around Bears Stadium? You got tickets for the uh, Lions game, and if so, what will you be wearing? Hopefully, uh, pants will be included.
0: Uh, pants will be included. I don't need tickets, Coach. As soon as I uh. show up, walk out of the south lot. Um, I'm basically invited to stand anywhere on the sidelines and oftentimes I'll be given a headset Interesting. to, you know, chime in with a, you know, a, okay. I'll call a couple of plays. Part mm-hmm. will say, Charlie, you know, can you come up to the booth or just, do you want to be in the field with the booth? That's basically our conversation.
2: Okay. Cool.
0: And depending on the weather, I'm trying to stand on the sidelines and give some hints. Um... So, yeah, that's where I'll be, and I'll have a really cool Bears coat
1: on. Beautiful. We'll be looking for yeah. you. Will you be standing anywhere next to Aaron Andrews or Susie Colbert? Uh,
0: both. <laughs> both. All right. I will not follow Joe Namath, but we will do both.
1: Yeah, well, if it's uh, Tony Siragusa, you could always uh, huddle up with Tony Siragusa. The two of you could have a great time. All right, Pigskin, oh. great stuff. Big win for the Bears. Celebration time. Let's hope they can do it again. Uh, we'll talk to you. Uh, uh, call up Friday and give us a preview of the Bears Lions game. Okay,
0: I'd love to. Thanks a lot. This is a great show. Joel, take care. Take it easy, Paskin boys. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, when he cuddles up with uh, with uh, uh, Tony Siragusa, yep. it isn't after Siragusa went to Klemetsky's, uh and all you can eat cabbage restaurant <laughs> the night before.
2: Oh
1: boy, I thought. By the way, I thought that's the way he was going with the Noah Jackson and the toilet story. When he said oh, yeah. throwing up, I was almost happy to hear that that was the end that was coming out of
0: I, I You don't even want to know what I was thinking <laughs> when he was saying that. And by the way, Coach, 79 was Revie really sorry, just to let you know.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, 79 was also Lionel Antoine. Lionel Antoine uh, probably led the Bears in offsides and holding penalties. He might be the all-time. You remember Lionel Antoine?
0: If, if he has more than the, the right tackle we had from like two years ago that I can't – the guy that replaced Fred Miller that I can't, <laughs> I can't remember. He was before oh, – the guy that we replaced OVA for, that's how bad that guy was.
2: If <laughs> he has more
0: than him, and I can't, I'm glad I can't remember his uh, name. That's probably, probably a good thing. Will,
1: Some psychologists would say you've probably got enough difficult things in your life, you've wiped that memory from you, and if I were you, I wouldn't struggle too hard to recall.
0: Uh, i don't know. I'm actually going to go to fo- uh, profootballreference.com and <laughs> nah, with this and look it up. I it. will.
1: Don't do I it. Will. Please don't do it. Hey, by the way, did you watch? Uh, you know, I, I don't watch much of the pregame anymore. You know, you get like 16 different analysts. You know, all dressed up in nice sport coats and tie. But they do have a segment about maybe 10 minutes right before the start of Monday night. It's new this year. It's called. Come on, man.
0: It's not new this year. They've been doing it for about five years.
1: Okay. That's yeah, outstanding.
0: It's phenomenal. It's all. It's, it, Keisha, it was Keyshawn Johnson's thing. Okay. Come on, man. And now they turn it all. It's 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 become a cultural phenomenon. And it's they, why it's have taken I? Over. I.
1: It's been going on five years. I didn't discover it until like three games ago.
0: Well, it's they've been doing it on Monday or Sunday NFL countdown for five years. Come on, man. Doing, but they've been doing it on Monday Night Countdown for like this year or last year. They started. It replaced Jacked Up. Remember Tom Jackson? Yes. Tom Jackson on Monday night, right before the game would go, they would play the top five hardest hits of the weekend. Okay. And it was incredible. I never missed it. I would tape it. And basically, like, they would show the hit. So, like, last night when uh, when Charles Tillman hit Michael Vick on the inter... Did you see the D.J. Moore interception? Did you see the hit Charles Tillman, the block he put on Michael Vick? The, no. The, the, the commentators didn't catch it. Michael Vick came flying over at the last second. Michael Vick, who was the ball's going up the side, the right sideline, sees Charles Tillman. Charles Tillman has him teed up, and Vick just dives and curls up like a ball and exposes his back. So it wasn't Tillman's fault. You know, it was one of those type of blocks. Mm-hmm. And Tillman, with his shoulder squared up, Vick right in the middle of his back, and Vick screamed,
1: "Ah!" Totally <laughs> missed that.
0: Biggest hit of the game. Guess that's what I was going to bring it up when we talked about the big hits we put on Vic. That was the biggest hit of the game put on put on Vic, and uh, I totally lost track of what I was thinking. I, got I so com-
1: completely over. missed that. But the come on, come on, man segment, and, okay. and it's not just big hits for those fans that haven't watched it. I don't know. Maybe can you YouTube some of
0: the past oh, no, no, ones? No, it isn't. It isn't big hits. One no, one I know they that. Used to, like, they used to play Tom Jackson, so they would show that like Charles Tillman hitting Michael Vick, and all five of the guys would, would just say, "You got." Just oh, okay, well, now they do the come on, man, and each one of the guys comes up with something funny that happened around football, and then after after they show the clip, they go, come on, man. Really? <laughs> but you it's
1: really do- it's really good stuff. They showed, what, quarterbacks trying to make blocks yesterday, a couple of them that was embarrassed. The best was the defensive lineman who, for the first time in his life, caught a ball right at the head upfield. The one time in his life he could score a touchdown, and he stops in his tracks. I'm not sure if it was a pro game or college guy was laughing too hard to figure out who it was and he actually looks for the nearest defender and goes backwards into the guy trying to tackle him and throws an elbow did you see this play? No I didn't I was oh, yeah. like a 320 pounds defensive lineman who's center you know he takes off like 5 or 6 yards looks like he's going to be heading to the end zone about 40 yards away but then he kind of stops in his track and he heads backwards and just forearm shivers the guy chasing him, and another guy chasing him from behind pops the ball out, and the other team recovers. But the whole the Come On Man segment, if, if you YouTube that, do they have, like, old Come On Mans up there?
0: Oh, they definitely will, Coach. I've got to check that will. out.
1: That's a great so, segment. Come uh,
0: on, man. Some of them are really, really funny. Yeah. So it, it's been around for a while, it, okay. it has been around for a long time.
1: All right, well it all has to do with your analysis of my analysis 8884636748 Pigskin Boy appreciate him joining our NFL outsider you can check into your thoughts on the Bears Eagles game you want to talk smoking Joe Frazier the passing away of one of the great boxing icons the Penn State controversy we can do all of that. You want to jump off the sports page, go a little Herman Kane or politics? We can do that as well. Big dog and a coach at your service up until eleven o'clock. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Dog, anything you have on your uh, three or four pages of intense notes that I know you take on each and every Bears game that we have not gotten to? Uh,
0: there's there's a, a bunch of really good stuff that uh, you know that we should get to. The thing I'm a little bit worried about now. I know maybe we should we should focus on yesterday's win a little bit. I just hope that Devin Hester is healthy. Because that was the one, the one injury that came out of the game. Yep. So hopefully that's you know nothing that we have to worry about. Because uh, he's just a weapon to have, whether they're kicking away from him or he's got the ball and he's making plays happen. So yep. uh, then you were talking earlier about how the how good the game plan was. That it, it is good to see as a Bears fan them actually making adjustments, uh, doing the right thing with the ball, throwing the ball past the first down markers, coach. So uh, it, it's one of those wins that. You know, you just happen to be a Chicago Bear fan, mm-hmm. so it's 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 good. It's very, now we have to worry about the Detroit Lions, and retribution needs to take place this particular Sunday at 3:15. Yeah. And I do like the Bears in this matchup.
1: I'm not going to worry about it yet, though. We're still on the 24-hour rule. We are allowed to celebrate yesterday's outstanding and very rare quality Monday night performance. We get 24 hours, right, according to Kirk Ferentz? Yeah,
0: we all get 24 okay. hours. so typically though, so. you. You know, it's not on Tuesday that you're still uh, uh in the victory of a week before.
1: You know what? I'm I'm holding on to it. I will not worry. David Olson, about uh, 10.30 tonight, 11 o'clock tonight, I will start game planning for the Detroit Lions. I'm going to celebrate for my full 24 hours.
0: Now, I think the Lions, they had the bye week this week, so they're prepared for the Bears coming up. Eh. Uh, I'm both.
1: Not worried. I'll be at the that game, brother. You'll be at the game? Courtesy of my good friend and fine listener, Smith Barney. Steve, I will be making my one- Bears appearance of the year. I got ticky-ticky for the 315 Sunday game against the Lions.
0: Oh, excellent. Excellent. Now, that's going to be a pretty uh, ruckus atmosphere for, yep. for Soldier Field, that is. But yep. uh, I still think it's one of the – it's not a very rowdy crowd. Something's I agree. Allowed, that, that's too bad. I, I really wish we had crazier fans in the city of Chicago in terms of, like, making the game loud and -hmm. and the energy in the stadium. Way too many people sit on their hands during the Bears
1: game. I would agree with that. Great Bear fans, but it's not the rowdiest or um, not the toughest crowd for visiting teams to play in front of.
0: Yeah, definitely not.
1: Hey, real quick, three guys I want to mention, unsung heroes that I have down in my notes. One of them... He's almost a constant unsung hero, but he deserves mentioning. Robbie Gold, once again, what, a 50-yard field goal? He oh, kicked, the, yeah. kicked the one ball out of bounds, but Robbie Gold, you know, perfect on all his field goal attempts. The guy's amazing. We don't want to forget about him. Uh Corey Grant, haven't mentioned him big enough. He loses the defensive back spot out. He's not a starter this year. Instead of sulking, he, at least to the fans' eye, he, he very um, anxiously, takes on the role of a special teams key player. We've lost a lot of key guys in the special team. We needed somebody like him all season long. He has been outstanding as the gunner on special teams, making tackles. Yesterday, of course, not only made the tackle, made the big turnover. I think Corey Graham for uh, sucking it up and being a true team player and difference maker on special teams. Unsung hero, Doug.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. He uh, recovers the fumble that Deshaun Jackson had at the – at the ten yard line, and the Bears really, really needed that momentum swing.
1: Well, he caused the fumble.
0: Yeah, he caused the fumble. He recovers it, and uh, the Bears get the ball at the nine yard line. And you know, and, and they don't settle for a field goal. They get it done. They get a touchdown. Yep, that was huge, Coach. Right there at that point of the game. That, yeah. that was, you know, you talk about the like the momentum change of parts, and obviously that the the fake punt that wasn't converted, the, the the recovery of that fumble was a yep. massive. Massive play in the game.
1: Because that came right after the Matt Forte fumble when the Eagles scored.
0: Uh, exactly. So the momentum of the
1: was... game had completely switched. Now, my other unsung hero is, uh, interestingly enough, the guy that beat Corey Graham out for the other defensive back spot. We don't talk about him enough. Peanut Tillman's been brilliant on the other side. But Tim Jennings, number uh-huh. 26 for the beloved, covering, tackling. You don't hear much about him. Unsung hero. He has played outstanding, really, last year and so far this year. Big dumb.
0: He has been he has been unsung all year. He's kind of quiet. One thing you know he doesn't miss tackles, coach. He's an extremely solid tackle yep. with some pop. By the way, he will hit you. Yes, he brings the wood when he hits you. He gets beat very infrequently uh, on defense. Now he, it seemed like he made a lot more plays last year, like fumble recoveries and all that other stuff. But, you know, that's fine. He's been just so steady all year long, and 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 that's cool. You brought him up yesterday, coach, because. I don't think he had any passes defended or, or forced fumbles, but he had a bunch of really strong hits mm-hmm. yesterday against those small uh, uh, Eagle
2: receivers.
1: Beautiful. It's like sitting down and having a good meal, just a satisfying good meal. The appetizers were good. Salad was good. The dinner was good. Nice dessert. The company was good. It was a very satisfying game. Eagles uh, knocked off by the Bears, 30-24. to 24. Big Dog, any uh, big plans today? Many of our female fans almost... On a regular basis, trying to uh, check into where you might be, what's happening in your personal life. Uh, many of us uh, living boring lives like myself live vicariously through you. What are you going to be doing today?
0: Well, uh, uh, today I, I, I have to start making some phone calls for uh, merging talent management. Okay. Uh, go.
1: Merging talents talent.
0: management. Is this a. Well, this is merging talent. Just, we'll just do that. So are it's... you sure this is a
1: legal firm we're going to be talking about over the airwaves here?
0: yeah it I'm pretty sure it's legal okay. uh, but this this young lady elena Schild, uh runs this company basically she puts together all different varying marketing people together so you if you need any type of marketing done whatsoever it's extremely affordable to do it
1: sounds very shady day. does she actually charge you for this
0: yes yeah, so it it's very good coach so my, it's, my... it's too bad it's too bad that you're sitting you just ripping into something my... <laughs>
1: My tentacles are up. big deal. I don't know her. I don't know the company. Let me just say it. I think David Olson would agree with me. My tentacles are up. I don't yeah, like the well, sounds of it. I did have a friend I know who contacted Merging Talents about six years ago for a different purpose, and he was not happy with
0: it. Yeah, a company in business that long, think, but think about it. It's doing all right, especially through this this wayward economy.
1: Okay. All right. So just phone calls at home. You're not going to be out and about if people want to uh, get an autograph or possibly stalky in a minor nature
0: no i have to write a proposal to someone's family member to try to get a, a couple more days off a week on their family business
2: that, okay. uh,
0: that's actually uh, i'm doing that uh i'm writing a story uh i, I actually i'm writing a, i got a lot to do today coach i'm busy okay. how about that just leave all me right. alone all
1: right well, <laughs> but the important thing is you will not be out in the public
0: I will not be out. Okay. I will not. My goal is to not even leave the house. I had to do it already today, and I was I got poured on, so I, I really well, there, don't want to leave there, the house. Honestly.
1: There are two guys that are Mike fans that want you to make more public appearances. I think we need to get you. A, you need to be seen. You need to be leaned on. You need to be signing autographs. We need to see the big dogs uh, smile and face out there pumping up the show.
0: Well, depending on if I can get a vehicle coach, I will be in studio more often. I didn't say I, I want to see. Well, we can, I can go into TalkZone. dot com, okay. and I just, we don't have to be in the same room.
1: <laughs> Travel all the way in. We'll do show from opposite. Now I was talking about our general public wants to see. Uh, uh, frankly, from my point of view, you know, doing the show from separate locations it works for me. Uh,
0: on Wednesday, I will be at Water Riders,
2: <laughs> beautiful
0: at, at five o'clock p. m. and I'm giving out I'm giving out lessons how to kayak, and it's one hundred dollars per hour. Coach.
1: That's uh, tomorrow?
0: Yes, tomorrow at
1: 5 o'clock. $100 per hour?
0: Just you. Just individual. Oh, wow. So if you show up, it'll be 100 bucks. Okay. And you'll know how to kayak after that. And if you go in, I'll, I'll go get you out of the water.
1: Mm-hmm. Kayaking technique, much different than canoeing technique.
0: Uh, absolutely opposite, Coach. You do the exact opposite. It's scintillating, Coach. Uh,
1: well, I was never a good canoer, so I'd probably be pretty good in the kayak.
0: Yeah, you have to push the paddle instead of pull on it. It's pretty simple. Okay.
1: A couple of emailers want to know: beyond the uh, kayak lessons, anything else included in the hundred-dollar charge?
0: Uh, well, you, you do get twenty percent off motel barcodes. So.
1: <laughs> a gift certificate to Starbucks, possibly.
0: Uh, you will we'll give you a gift certificate to Starbucks, okay? But it, it can only be used on ones that are on the southwest corners of the street. <laughs>
1: All right, very good. Big Dog, great show today. Big Bears wins. Like a satisfying meal, wasn't it? I mean, we sat down. ate. It was just a very satisfying win.
0: I I don't think we can say anything else but that it was, without question, as a Bears fan, that was the best I felt. The national public watched the Bears play football last night. We're actually impressed. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen very often, coach. No, it doesn't.
1: Beautiful. Dog, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Lots to talk about. Hey, midweek Wednesday tomorrow. So, uh, seeking ye shall find. Hear ye, hear ye. Lots of stories off the sports page tomorrow. Okay. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff I need to bring up, coach. Beautiful. Spread the truth. Two guys in a mic. Pass the gap. <laughs> Talkzone.com. David Olson, producer extraordinaire. Thank you so much. Thanks to Pigskin Boy for checking And We'll see you tomorrow at 10, folks. Don't be late. Have a great day.